0: it's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason play like a jet what does that mean Makai Beckton, ladies and gentlemen human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did and if you like people just abusing other humans the Makai Becton tape is for you Wilson going to the air chased down by Daquan Jones Wilson looking into zone wide open touchdown first nfl touchdown for zach wilson and it goes to corey davis
1: crowder trying to get him out of
0: space no, 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 slips a no. tackle and there he goes crowder it's a foot race and crowder is in there a 69 yard touchdown he'll hit immediately yes. got the handoff you know yes. the <laughs> yeah. q oh my gosh thank
1: you from the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time for the Jets' Colts postgame report The Jets go down in Indianapolis 45-30 to Although it was never as close as that score would indicate Jets got dominated from the opening bell So to discuss this and go through everything with us Is our friend who covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com Mr. Andy Vasquez Andy, what's going on, sir?
2: How's it going, Scott? Long night. And uh, another primetime kind of disaster for the Jets. It seems like every time they play on primetime, something like this uh, happens.
1: I guess the upside is that there aren't any more primetime games for the Jets. So this is the one and only this year. But it was an embarrassment. The only thing that stopped this from being worse than the Patriots game is that the jets did move the ball a lot on offense and did put up points unlike the Patriots game. But boy, the defense just absolutely got destroyed and in very similar fashion, the Colts didn't do anything super fancy. It was mostly screens and draws and short plays, but they just absolutely gashed the jets. They scored almost every time they had the ball, which is just remarkable offensively. The tone was set early on. Mike White did pretty well. He was 7 of 11, 95 yards, and a touchdown, although he did throw a pass that almost was a pick six. Then he ends up hurting his wrist on a play that ended up being a touchdown to Elijah Moore. He comes out. Josh Johnson comes in, and Josh Johnson actually was pretty effective. 27 of 41, 317 yards, and three touchdowns. Did throw an interception late. But the offense was not the problem here It was the defense Carson Wentz, 22 of 30 272 yards and three touchdowns He did what he needed to do And Jonathan Taylor just was unstoppable 19 carries, 172 yards Two touchdowns It felt like about 372 yards The way he was playing Andy, first and foremost Let's start with this The Jets just could not stop What the Colts were doing on the ground In fact, Name Hines had six carries for 74 yards and a touchdown, too. So the Colts just ran all over the Jets the entire game. Yes, Wentz was good. Yes, the passing attack was solid, but it was very simple. It was a similar game plan to what we saw the New England Patriots do two weeks ago, and it worked like a charm. I joked on Twitter that the only reason that the Colts didn't score more points than the Patriots, which, by the way, they were on pace to do at one point because... They had 28 points at the half is that Frank Reich is not as much of an a-hole as Bill Belichick, although Frank Reich never took his foot off the gas pedal either. So that's really where we're at with this, Andy. The Jets got stomped. Thankfully, they moved the ball and scored some points. Josh Johnson was pretty good, but ultimately it was Carson Wentz. But more importantly, Jonathan Taylor that absolutely dominated
2: the Jets tonight. They were down 42 to 10 with six minutes left in the third quarter. So yep, um, it, it was, it was in, in many ways, to me, this was worse than the defensive performance we saw against the Patriots Yep, because the Jets had so many injuries in that game that you could, it was inexcusable, but you could almost kind of understand why they let go of the rope a little bit. Tonight, they have Jared Davis. They have CJ Mosley. Um, and there's just no reason that this should have happened. And, and then the fact that they gave up touchdowns on their first four drives, I think it ended up being six out of the first seven or something like that. And and the big runs, I mean, on, on Taylor's 78 yard touchdown run, nobody even touched him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, there's, there's no way to explain that. CJ Mosley said he was as, as surprised, the defense was as surprised as anybody about that performance, but clearly not only did it happen, but they weren't able to adjust at halftime. They weren't able to adjust in the game while it was happening. They just had no answers. And I think it's just an alarming performance from this defense. And, you know, you're looking to see this team make progress because clearly they're not going anywhere. And, and this was not progress on defense. This was the opposite of progress. This was a huge step in the wrong direction. Um, and I'd be worried about it moving forward because the Patriots obviously put out a blueprint for how to attack this defense. The Colts played it to perfection. So um, the Jets have a lot of work to do, a lot of questions, and, and there's going to be a lot of teams trying to exploit what we saw today.
0: Like a Jet, play like
1: a Jet. My joke was that Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league, but the Jets should at least attempt to tackle him because it felt like they weren't doing that the entire game. And as you just said, Jonathan Taylor ran all over them, and it was a very discouraging performance for the Jets' defense. Offensively, Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole both played very well. As I said, Elijah Moore, two touchdowns, seven catches. 84 yards he continues to improve that was his best game as a pro Ty Johnson had a touchdown but also had a fumble that cost the Jets big time it led to a touchdown for the Colts that ended up as their third one of the evening defensively this was just a mess in every way imaginable Marcus May has looked absolutely terrible the last couple of weeks Haven't heard much from his agent lately, and that's probably why Ashton Davis looked like he didn't even belong on the field. Just an absolutely dreadful performance for the defense. There's not much else you can say on that front. Let's talk about Mike White now, Andy. That was the one that seemed to take the wind out of the Jets' sails early. Like I said, Josh Johnson played pretty well, but the Jets were humming along with Mike White. They got that touchdown, and then Mike White... On the touchdown throw to Elijah Moore, lands on his right wrist. You were hoping that he was going to be able to come back. He goes into the medical tent, and when he comes out, he never gets back into the game. Johnson played the rest of the way. What do we know about what's going on with Mike White in terms of exactly what the injury is and the prognosis here?
2: Yeah, well, it looks. the good news is it looks like he's going to be fine. Um, They're not sure exactly. He's not even sure exactly when he got hurt. He said he felt it on the throw. To more. He did get hit the play before, so that's maybe when it happened. Um, but he said, you know, when he got back to the sideline, he felt something on the throw, and then when he got back to the sideline, that he had numbness in, in two of his fingers and just couldn't have enough of a grip on the ball to be effective and, and help his team. So he kept rehabbing it throughout the game, tried to throw it at halftime it just wasn't going to happen for him tonight. So, um, but he felt, felt like he said it was frustrating because by the time the game ended, he felt like he probably could have played and they haven't made a decision. He doesn't know what the prognosis is going into next week, but if Zach Wilson isn't ready to play, it seems like Mike white should be ready. So that's, that's good news, and, and this whole Mike White thing may not be just over yet for the Jets, which I think any Jets fan should want to see a little bit more of Mike White after what we saw tonight. It was encouraging, but it wouldn't have mattered um, if if Mike White had stayed in the game. It wouldn't have mattered if Joe Montana was the Jets' quarterback. <laughs> the, way, the way their defense played tonight gave them no chance. This had no chance to win this game, um, and and yeah, I understand that it's a, a bit of an emotional letdown to to lose this guy that early, but there's there's no excuse for the defensive performance that we saw on the field tonight.
1: No question. It's funny because the first few weeks, there was a ton of criticism about Mike LaFleur. Last couple of weeks, not so much criticism for Mike LaFleur, but a lot of criticism for Jeff Ulbrich. And you have to wonder at this point if this keeps up, if Robert Sala is going to have to take the reins On the defensive side of the ball Because there's no way they can allow this to go on For much longer Let's talk more about the injuries Andy Beyond Mike White anything else we need to know
2: So the Marcus May Injury seems uh, It's going to be a big story It looks like it looks Marcus May has an Achilles Injury Robert Sala Was upset when he was uh, Looking at May when he was on the field May walked off very slowly Robert Sala said After the game Um that it doesn't look good and that he's sick for May. Uh, And everything is pointing toward that being a season-ending Achilles injury, which is brutal on several levels, uh, especially for May himself. I mean, he's obviously playing on the franchise tag. He's 28 years old. He wants to sign. He he probably only has one chance to sign a big contract. And it may have just – the opportunity may have just passed tonight with, with what happened Um, I mean, we know Achilles injuries are tough for any player to come back from, and especially a player who relies on their speed and, and being able to move around the field. So there are big concerns with that moving forward for Marcus may I already went over the the, the Mike white injury and, and those were the big ones tonight. Um, you know, the jets also lost Tyler Croft again to a back injury, something he's been dealing with all season. He got hurt while making a pretty impressive catch from Josh Johnson. Um, so that's something to monitor moving forward. It looks like a setback. Obviously, the Jets have some time now with 10, ga- ten days before their next game. But those were the big injuries tonight. And obviously, moving forward, uh, Zach Wilson was here tonight. He did warm up on the field before the game wearing a brace on his right knee with that PCL sprain. He looked pretty good. I mean, he didn't wasn't a crazy workout or anything, but. Robert Sala said that they're still taking it day by day. The hope is that he'll be able to practice next week. As for playing against the Bills, uh, Sala was noncommittal. So that's going to be the big thing to watch next week.
1: Like you said, Andy, a rough stretch for Marcus May. He's getting close to 30. He's going to be a free agent. He had that off-the-field stuff with the DUI that broke. He hasn't played well the last couple of games He was hurt and now he's hurt again I don't know what his value is going to end up being on the open market But I will say I bet he wishes he had found a way to get a long-term deal before this season Because I'm not sure what's going to happen now And I'm sure his agent is not loving what's happening Which is why, by the way, he's a guy that has tended to be a bit of a loudmouth on Twitter Haven't heard much from him lately So we'll see how that shakes out down the line but in the here and now we heard in the locker room from Robert Sala and quite a few of the players what was said
2: yeah Robert Sala basically said that they weren't good enough on defense and he praised the offense for what it did tonight to keep the Jets in the game there was a lot of praise for the fight in the team and yeah I'll give him credit like they did find a way to kind of make it a game late whereas if They had scored a touchdown there on that last drive, and in the last two minutes they would have actually had a chance to onside kick it and maybe win the game. But the defensive performance was the the big talk in the locker room after. Salah said that, you know, when when you're that bad against the run, it's going to be a rough day, and and there's there's really no way to win it. C.J. Mosley said that when you give up 260 yards on the ground, you're not going to win games. They also didn't force any turnovers and they didn't sack Carson Wentz until garbage time. Basically, it didn't really matter when they finally got the first sack of him and the only sack of him in the fourth quarter. So that was a big topic of conversation. Uh, Josh Johnson talked about his game, said he, you know, he felt good about the way he played. Admitted that there was a little bit of rust and it was a challenge because he hasn't taken snaps with Connor McGovern. He hasn't. Thrown passes to to most of the guys on his team because he's been in scout team duty or around the pack practice squad. So um, he was in a tough situation. Felt good about the way he handled it, but also said it wasn't enough to get the win, and that's all that really matters. Um, you know, Mike White talked about some of his frustration and, and said it was especially frustrated, especially frustrating because he felt like after the game he was healthy enough to play but obviously didn't get the chance to do that so it was just an overall frustrating night for him all the way around yeah well, another interesting thing that happened robert Sala uh disputed the notion that the colts took the foot off the gas at all and and they and they really didn't um late in the game he he disputed that notion several times so just just kind of a talking point for him he wanted to make sure that people realize that the team continued fighting. I mean, to me, that's irrelevant. They were so bad defensively for so much of this game that, like, fine, you you, you kept them from scoring 50 points, like, maybe and, – and they kept trying to score. But it's, it doesn't really mean much to me. But, but clearly, Salah doesn't want it, the perception out there that – this team quit and, and I don't think it's fair to say that they quit. They were just really really bad and and that's alarming and worrisome and they've got a lot of issues that they need to get fixed very quickly on defense and it, it's hard to see how that's going to work um, but they have to get it figured out and, and the, the thing to me is that a couple weeks ago you know, they said this is never going to happen again and it, and it did tonight and, and maybe it didn't come out statistically as bad as the Patriots game but anybody who watched this game should feel very bad about the defense and, and, and be alarmed and, and wonder how they're going to move forward and improve because uh, they, they were exposed yet again. And, and, you know, somehow the Bengals weren't able to take advantage of what the Patriots and, and the Colts did take advantage of. But I think every other team is, is going to have seen this and, and the book's out on them now, and they're going to know how to, attack this defense and the jets, if they don't come up with answers, this is going to keep happening. So obviously the Colts have one of the best running backs in football and and it was a bad matchup for the jets, but some things have been exposed that they're going to have to deal with. And that to me is, is the big thing to watch for coming out of this game is, is can the defense, the offense, we're seeing progress. We, We know that there's going to be an opportunity for Zach Wilson to get some stuff done here. When he comes back, he's, we've definitely seen improvement from everybody, everybody on the offense. And it's been pretty steady now for a couple weeks. But um, we have not seen that on defense. And getting that figured out is going to be a huge deal for the Jets in, the, in these final games.
1: Andy, what really struck me is something you just talked about. It's the fact that... The Jets had to know what the Colts were going to do here, and they still just couldn't stop it. And more to the point, they had no way to adjust at halftime. You figured they'd go into the locker room, try and figure something out, come up with something. Absolutely nothing. They came back out in the second half and got walloped again. So that is something that I don't know how you fix. Like I said, maybe Robert Sala has to take the reins at some point. But I have to imagine that that was a big part of what the talk was, even with the players, not just the coaches after the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't get to talk to a ton of defensive players. I think C.J. Mosley was the only guy from the defense that we got to speak to after this game, and it's tough because we're not in the locker room, and normally we just walk up to guys' locker and talk to several of them. So, um, But C.J. Mosley definitely is a guy who speaks for the defense, and – and he didn't have any answers, really. He just said like it's not good enough, and we need to fix it. And he didn't really have an answer for for why it happened. So, um, again, he said that the two touchdown runs, especially to me, that's what's jumped out today. I, I don't know if the Jets laid a finger on either of those guys on those long touchdown runs. Um, Mosley said that they were as surprised as anybody that it happened, but again. Um, didn't really have an answer for why it happened and, and finding that answer is going to be The key for the Jets moving forward
1: Anything else interesting come out of the Locker room after the game?
2: Nope <laughs> No it was pretty uh, <laughs> It was pretty It was pretty Slow.
1: Did you at least get some good Meals while you're in Indianapolis? What was The crowd like by the way? Was the crowd pretty Hyped up?
2: Yeah it was, it was a good Crowd I think you know the, There's some frustration here with how Things have been going for the Colts so but, but I think, you know, the crowd came and and obviously saw what it wanted to see tonight. Um, and if they weren't excited early in the game, they got excited pretty quickly by the amount of success that the Colts offense was having. So, yeah, and, and, and the food is, is always good here in Indianapolis, had a couple good meals, got to see the Pacers and Knicks last night, which mm-hmm. was cool. Um, and, and Lucas Oil Stadium, this is my first time in there. It, it's a really good stadium. Uh, you know, it, it's it always makes me think it's a shame that that the Jets play at MetLife Stadium because every time we come to a stadium, it's like man, the stadium has character, it has personality. Um, and, and while MetLife Stadium is very nice, it just, it just doesn't have those things. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a good experience in terms of watching a game in Indy, but. It's the same old story for the jets. and And I'm sure rightfully so, fans are are frustrated and at, at watching their team get embarrassed on national television uh, in prime time yet again.
1: I think a lot of us let ourselves believe that all of a sudden the Jets might be something because of what happened with Mike White last week. And certainly, it didn't help that White went out early in this game. and, The air came out of the balloon, but still, as you said, even if White had played, there's no way it would have made enough of a difference because of the fact that the defense just was absolutely atrocious today. And that was the main takeaway as the Jets lose in Indianapolis, 45 to 30. How does this get fixed? I don't know. But if you look at the last three weeks It looks like the Cincinnati game was an aberration. The Jets got stomped by the Colts. They got stomped by the Patriots. And if the defense keeps playing like this, they're going to get stomped a whole lot more the rest of the way, including next Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, who are arguably the best team in the AFC. And if not the best team, they're certainly up there. So right now shaping up to be A rough game for the Jets next Sunday. But then again, you never know. We thought the Jets were going to get killed by the Cincinnati Bengals and they ended up winning that game. So I guess anything's possible. But for now, Andy, I know that you've got a flight in a couple of hours. So thank you for coming on and joining me for this post-game report recap. Really appreciate it. A lot of people are going to want to be checking out Your work this week Because the Jets are going to be looking for answers And hopefully you can give them some insight NorthJersey.com is where you want to go 99 cents for 6 months That's 15 cents a month Great deal You don't just get Andy's coverage You get all the sports, all the local news Everything that's behind the paywall It's all there 15 cents a month for 6 months 99 cents for 6 months of coverage So Andy, people are going to be checking out your work What are you going to have in store for them?
2: Yeah, we'll obviously get into what the Jets have to do to fix what's going on on defense. We'll have some positives, too. Uh, The big positive out of this game was obviously Elijah Moore has now put together two straight, uh, really solid games, and it's showing progress. And and we're also going to look at what Zach Wilson can learn from what we've seen from Jets quarterbacks these last two games and, and how he should be able to apply it to his return whenever that happens. So a lot of forward-looking stuff at NorthJersey.com coming up in the next 10 days before the Jets play the next game.
1: Check out everything Andy's doing over at NorthJersey.com. Follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Check out everything we've got up at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. You better believe that the thunder from down under, Luke Grant, is going to have plenty of film up on the YouTube channel breaking down this game. The limited positives and plenty of the negatives, you'll see it all from an all-22 standpoint. So check out the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so already. Check out our store at TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Bless You Thank You Quinn and Williams John Franklin Myers shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt It's all available right now At tpublic.com That's t-e-e-public.com And go ahead and give us a 5 star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful For the latest and greatest In New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play Like a Jet Digital And Play jet.com.